You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everyone, welcome to Nerd Overload, the pop and geek culture show where 60% of the time our intros work 100% of the time. I'm Sam. I'm Samantha. And I'm Cody. Hey everybody, thank you all for tuning in. We have a great show for you this week. We have a bunch of news and also a spoiler-filled review of Avengers Infinity War, which I think we're actually going to get to on the second half of the show, so you guys have at least half a show to listen to if you don't want to get spoiled for that uh, great, great, very good movie. So consider this your warning, everybody. That's what I like to do at the top of the show. Threaten all of our listeners. (laughs) Super good. And say you might not want to listen to all of the show. Super good. I'm telling our listeners to not listen to the show and also threaten them. This is going great. <laughs> anyway, let's go ahead and get into a little bit of uh, news. Let's do, oh, go ahead. We're, and do we're not going to do check it out. We could do all. a quick check it out, but yeah, like, let's, let's yeah, do. let's do it. You know what? Let's do it. <laughs> it, just, it just feels weird to not check anything out. Okay. Yeah. Did you guys check anything out? Yeah, sure we did. Okay, uh, cool. What Do you want to talk about Agretzko? Yeah. Then talk about Agretzko. It's a new, is it Sanrio? Yeah. A cartoon that's on Netflix. It is really, really oh, good. This is the red panda that yeah. loves metal, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. But day, she's a mild-mannered office lady, mm-hmm. but she secretly loves death metal <laughs> and gets out her rage that way. That's excellent. I've seen so much about that, this this cartoon. It looks super cute and also great. It's our new workout show. Yeah. Oh, really? Cool. Because <laughs> occasionally you get some death metal, and that that's great to work out to. <laughs> it's really good, too. It's yeah, it's it's very cute and good. Good. Um, really, really cuts to the core of what I imagine office life is like in Japan. I guess she she has real real life problems and is also an adorable cartoon red panda. <laughs> yeah. Now, is she actually a red panda, or is she just a person that looks kind of like a red panda, much like how uh, Sanrio has described Hello Kitty as a little girl who looks like a cat? Who happens to look like a cat. And is not not actually a cat. She's not actually a cat because she's not actually anything. Well, that too. Yeah. (laughs) Hello Kitty is whatever you want Hello Kitty to be. Yeah, I guess. She has no personality, whereas Retsuko definitely has personality. Okay, cool. She's just she's super relatable, I think, because she's she's very mild mannered and wants to do her best at her job that she hates. <laughs> <laughs> There's always an overarching theme in each episode of whatever idea she has to get out of her job. Mm-hmm. Like at first, well, at first, uh, she thinks she's gonna get a job with one of her friends, and that that's the overarching thing that oh she's gonna quit soon because she's gonna do this other job and then later she just the last one we watched she decided she's gonna get find a dude and get married so she can quit her job (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the supporting characters are really cool too and they're all really cute and well designed yeah. Like you would expect a Sanrio Yeah, joint. I've, I've watched a couple of the like uh, trailer commercial things for it. And yeah, they look really, it looks just really, really well done, well designed and everything. So that's that's excellent. That's very cool. It, it definitely li- lives up to the promise of the show. Cool. It's, it's good. Good. And it's on Netflix, so you're not out anything. Yeah, good point. It's only like 15 minute episodes too. Oh, really? They're, they're short ones. Okay, mm-hmm. excellent. Very, very good. Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze came out. Yeah, how's that funky mode? It sucks. Yeah. 
Actually, I've written a whole review. I need to make an edit path okay. again, and yeah. then it'll be ready to go up. Okay, cool. Uh, so look forward to that on the website. Okay. Can we get a uh, taste of the review? Can we get a, a sliver? Uh, it's one of the best platform games ever made ever. Mm-hmm. It's just a shame that it cost more than it did when it originally came out, and it doesn't add anything new at all except Funky Mode, which is like great if you're like a baby. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard like funky mode should have been like hard mode and like they should have picked another character for like yeah. easy mode. Yeah, that's what I said. I said Okay, that's what that's, Yeah. Well, then that's where I heard it. <laughs> yeah, funky mode should be like Kitty Kong from uh uh Donkey Kong Country 3, that stupid baby that monkey weird baby that yeah. nobody likes. Yeah. He should be easy mode, then medium should be Donkey Kong and then funky should be hard cuz he he just seems like more like a hard mode character. Hard. Yeah, the game is already two hard. Two player is like almost impossible. <laughs> yeah, we, we were playing two player, and it just adds uh, adds a fun layer of extra challenge, and you burn through lives so much faster because you share a pool of lives, and every time you both die, you both lose the life, so you oh, just burn through all of. Wow! Yeah, that's wild. And the the <laughs> camera doesn't do a very good job of like keeping both people in frame like i don't know how it decides who to follow and who not to follow Who's further right yeah but the like those scenes with the zip lines like you'll get on a zip line and it'll shoot you forward and if the other player didn't grab onto the zip line at like the exact same time you did well they're gone i mean if they get too far behind they'll balloon them back to where the first player is so it's not like an instant death okay that's good but at least. still it doesn't work it obviously wasn't designed really to be played multiplayer. <laughs> it's just there as an option. Like gotcha. it's fun though. I enjoyed it. Yeah, and it, you get a different experience because you can play as the side characters by themselves. You can't do that in single player. Okay. In single player, you're stuck with DK or Funky, and then the sidekicks ride on in their shoulders. Mm-hmm. But Funky Kong is so overpowered. Like he can double jump. He can hover. He can hold his breath underwater forever. Real. Actually, he's got a little snorkel, so they explain he doesn't have gills or something. Okay. <laughs> he's not some weird uh, mer-ape. M- mer- mer-ape. He can, he can just stand on spikes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, just, sure. He throws his surfboard down, stands on that over top of the spikes, but like... At least they explain it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just, wait, it's not fun. It takes if all the challenge kid, out of it. It'd like, probably be good. Yeah. It doesn't suit the character. Funky's supposed to be a cool guy, not a baby. Yeah. <laughs> not an easy mode baby. Well, he's, it's easy because he's so cool. I guess. Does that make sense? He's so cool with those jorts that he, he those cut off jorts that he wears. <laughs> sunglasses. Yeah. It would be really hard if you're a baby and you got backwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think there is an unlockable hard mode, but I don't know what it does. You probably only get one heart. Probably oh, that, only can get yeah. hit once. That would be tough. I played, um, it wasn't that one, but it was the other one that was on the 3DS. Returns. Returns. And I've never gotten so, I haven't gotten that mad at a video game since Shovel Knight. <laughs> which in which is a great, wonderful game, but infuriates me to no end. I mean, if you haven't played this Donkey Kong mm-hmm. or like didn't own it on the Wii U, like definitely get it. Like it's really, really good. And the art is amazing and the level design is just perfect yeah it's amazingly well done uh but if you had it on the switch or the wii u you probably don't need to get it on the switch unless you're like a really you're really into the game like i super don't re- hardcore yeah. yeah i don't regret buying it because i love any excuse to play through that right, game again yeah. but 
I don't know. It depends. Your mileage may vary depending on how much. Just just know in advance you're not getting anything new. Gotcha. But well, that's it, fair. Anything new that's worthwhile anyway. I'm trying to think. Did I check anything out? Um, I watched uh, Cannibal the Musical again. Oh, always that. a good idea. Always a good idea. Still holds up. For folks who don't know, that was a, uh, a film that was done by Trey Parker and Matt Stone of South Park fame back when they were in college before, like right before South Park actually hit, they were actually working on the, um, the Christmas episode, that first episode, like as they were wrapping up filming cannibal, the musical. And, uh, it is a musical in the style of Oklahoma, but about Alfred Packer, a real life, uh, cannibal from the old Western times. (laughs) The songs are ludicrous and yet still good <laughs> yet still good it's you know i mean it's rough around the edges because it is a student film but it might be my favorite thing they've done uh, yeah it's it's up there Rewatching it i have a newfound appreciation for let's build a snowman <laughs> i think that didn't used to be my favorite song but this last watching i that one gets stuck in my head more than anything else i don't know what my favorite song from that is they're all so good yeah, yeah the, the the last one's pretty good that one is, oh, the yeah. hanging. The, yeah, that that's a good one. Cowbell solo. Cowbell solo. Cowbell jokes before Saturday Night Live did them. Yeah, right. Yeah, Dread Setters, head of the game. But uh, but yeah, I think that's pretty much been it for the most part. I, I really wish they anything. did more movies. Yeah, me too. I wish they weren't shackled to South Park. Yeah, yeah, especially since, like, I guess their last couple seasons have been... I mean, it's still good, I guess. Yeah, but... but... Then again, I never really watched a ton of South Park. I would watch the rare episode here and there. Like, if there was something huge, I would tune in. But, yeah. I was a huge South Park fan. Like, I loved it. But, like, lately, the past, I don't know, three or four years, it just seems like Maybe it's done. Yeah. Well, it's it's hard to be uh, hip, edgy, young guys when you're pushing 50 However, and, yeah. and you have well, multiple children. And... Well, with this, not to be that guy with the hot take, but in this, I guess, political climate, with their just attitude of not caring, being cool, it's just not. It doesn't quite yeah. resonate, sure. It's very Gen X. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I don't know, but Cannibal the Musical is still uh, still very watchable. So I'd say if you can find it, check it out. I think uh, they still put out Blu-rays through Troma. So why not? Okay. So anyway, uh, <laughs> with that, let's go ahead and do some quick news. So yeah, what do you want to What do you guys want to start with? Well, we we talked about Bill and Ted earlier mm. on previous shows about how they're trying to get it off the ground. To be made into a movie, yes. Bill and Ted Three, and it officially is. I I really stumbled my way through that. That's okay. That I'm, I'm picking up the ball on that one. I'm, <laughs> I'm picking up the ball and running with it. Yeah, Bill and Ted Three. Bill and Ted Face the Music is what it's officially being called. Nice. And yeah, the whole idea is they're now middle aged. Their uh, marriages are kind of on the rocks, and they have yet to be able to write that one song that like unifies the world and causes world peace. So now they're going through time and space and dimensions to try to figure out what's going on to save not just the earth, but the universe. <laughs> I'm in, I'm totally in. It you sounds know? so good in every way, shape and form. <laughs> yeah. It sounds so, so great. And 
it uh, not only is it going to be like a heavily inspired by the first Bill and Ted, I guess the guy they had cast as Death is coming back to reprise his role as Death. <laughs> wow. Which is crazy because Bill and Ted 2, uh, Bogus Journey is like so weird. <laughs> it's so weird, you guys. Have you seen Bogus I've Journey? Not. I've oh. only seen it's the first been one. It's a long time. I've seen the first one several times, but I've never seen the second one. Oh, there is an extended sequence where they play a myriad of board games with death like <laughs> the seventh seventh seal? seal yeah so there's seventh there are seventh seal jokes they go to hell they go to heaven they meet albert einstein and like alien people named station which the only thing they can say is the word station because apparently station is a very funny word if you repeat it <laughs> over and over and over ad nauseum it's like the bodybuilder on a Gretzko. There's a bodybuilder that all he says is protein. <laughs> protein. Oh, that's good. Is that's he kangaroo? Good. Yeah, he's a kangaroo, I oh, think. Oh, nice. Well, that makes sense because have you seen kangaroos? <laughs> They're freakishly jacked. I forgot to check it out real quick. Yeah, let's hear it. I finished Far Cry 5. Oh, yeah? Um, And the ending is pretty bad. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> yeah. There's uh, no good ending. But I'm going to go ahead and spoil it because do the, it. the game's still fun regardless of the crap ending. Yeah, do but, it. But uh, at the end, you, you catch up to the cult leader and you have your choice to turn around and leave and just let him tur- get, turn the other cheek or not. Mm. And if you don't turn the other cheek, it turns out he was right. Oh. Either he was right or he set off a bunch of nukes. One of the two. It's kind of nebulous, which it is. That's So the whole thing blows up and you drive... Away to a bunker, uh, with hit with him tied up, and then you a tree hits your car or something, and he drags you into the bunker. So the end of the game is just you and him sitting in a bomb shelter. That's a terrible ending. Yeah, that's really terrible. Yeah, which, which if you're playing as a male character, he's like, we're gonna start over, and I'm going to we're gonna be father and child. But if you're playing as a female character, it has an Adam and Eve thing, which oh, makes it much creepier. That's no good. Much creepier. Probably a better ending because it's creepy. Yeah. But uh, then if you leave, you're driving away with all your cop buddies and uh, the main sheriff's like, we're going to go get the National Guard. And then a song starts playing on the radio. It's, it's only you. Which turns out was a song that they had programmed you to kill people when you hear it. Oh. So the, your sc- it, that song starts playing, your screen starts going red, and then it goes to credits. So either way, like... So you lose either way. Yeah. The only way to win is to not play the game. That's incredibly frustrating and, like... Which, at the beginning of the game, you can leave mm. and the credits roll. Oh really? And so that's the good ending is to just is not just be involved. Not play. <laughs> wow. Do you think that was the message uh, that the uh, developers were putting out, like to not just not play games? <laughs> I don't know. If you it, wasted your money. Yeah, if it was, they didn't do a very good job uh, presenting it. Yeah, it's that doesn't not, sound. It's not a very well written game. Yeah. It's pretty ham fisted. It doesn't sound great. Doesn't sound great. The gameplay's a blast, though. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, Bill and Ted 3, (laughs) 
No, I guess we're pretty much done talking about that. But we can go ahead and talk about the other thing that is like tangentially related, kind of. Um, it's it is a movie about two guys, two guys who play music, who play music <laughs> uh, that are trying to save the world, kind of maybe in some shape or form. Maybe we don't maybe. know the plot of this movie. Well, I mean, they they saved the world in the first one. That's um, true. Yeah, uh, Jack Black and Kyle Gass are doing a Tenacious D sequel. Uh, sequel to Pick a Destiny, and um, okay, yeah, why not? Sure, first one was pretty good. Yeah, the original TV series was great, like the six episode series. I I've seen yeah. bits and pieces of it. Yeah, that was that was really good. I just, yeah, I mean, I I always thought the movie was just like it was pretty good. It was okay. <laughs> yeah. There was yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, if you know if you listen to the Tenacious D songs, you know what you're kind of in for. Yeah, and. They had uh, um, Dave Grohl as the devil. Yeah. What more can you ask yeah. for? Dave Grohl is a pretty charismatic guy. I've actually I've heard he's like the nicest guy in rock and roll. Yeah, Like that's he's what a I've super, heard. super chill, nice dude. Like when he's not on stage, he's just like everyone's like favorite like dad or uncle or whatever. <laughs> is just a just a nice guy. So that's cool. So yeah, Tenacious D, why not? You know. Yeah. Could you use more movies like that, I guess. When was the last, like, really, really good, like, everybody loves it comedy movie? Like, it's been a long time. Was it, like, Bridesmaids? Bride- I was just thinking Bridesmaids. <laughs> like, that was a long time ago, too. Yeah, that's been a while. There hasn't been, like, a really good blockbuster comedy movie in a long time. <sighs> yeah, I'm hard-pressed to think about it because, like, I'm thinking, you know, a lot of the Will Ferrell stuff. Yeah, like, like that really petered that, out. Yeah, Eventually. But like bridesmaids, uh, I guess the hangover was a big deal. The hangover was a big deal. I never saw it. And it's, it's, it was fine. It got to the point where I'm like, I'm tired of hearing about this, so I'm never gonna watch it. <laughs> oh yeah, that spite, that yeah. wa- not watching it out of spite. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> I think everyone goes through that with something. Yeah. But yeah, I guess the hangover would be a a, a good example of that. Uh, um, Austin Powers. <laughs> Not that I want to get us back on that subject, but that was What do you definitely- mean? I never left that subject. <laughs> it's Austin Powers all the time, baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the look of disgust on, on Samantha's face right now. But that was a huge blockbuster yeah. comedy. It was. It, like, it with, was. Like practically universal appeal for some reason. Yeah. But yeah, I think, I think Bridesmaids might have been. Yeah. I mean, the, will- the heat was good. But nobody, but no, nobody saw nobody it. Nobody went to see it. That's Yeah, that's true. Because all they make is superhero movies now is why. Yeah. Speaking of which, remember, <laughs> at the break, going to talk about superhero movies. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Okay, so while we're talking about things coming back and, and returns, we might as well go ahead and get this one out of the way as well. Uh, a trailer dropped for season five of Arrested Development. It was very good. It was a very good yeah. trailer for a very good show. It looked like Arrested Development. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what all to say about it um don't know what i was expecting (laughs) (laughs) yeah don't don't touch the (laughs) cornballer and that's why you leave a note (laughs) and now we're just going to say lines from arrested development it's just like it has so many inside jokes like that so good yeah uh don't tell michael (laughs) (laughs) it is like you should Everybody should watch that show. It's so good. Oh, absolutely. At least the first three seasons. Yeah. The season four, although season four um, was recently re-released 
the original uh, way season four worked was instead of having the um, linear storytelling like the first three seasons, it would be like it was the same like six month period that was told from the perspective of each character. It's the so it was like the a, Rashomon of, kind of, of Arrested yeah. Development. And it didn't or work. Or the Sonic Adventure of the, Arrested the, Development. Even better, even better. <laughs> Uh, but it didn't work like it didn't it didn't connect. So they went through and re-edited it to make it play like it like the other seasons. And I guess they added a few things and kind of, you know, there were a couple scenes where they had to CGI other characters in huh. to kind of make it all fit. And uh, from what I understand, it works a lot better this way. Still a little disjointed, still the weakest of the seasons, but like not to the level that it was at when it was originally released. It sounds like, like they learned from it though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like they definitely pet cemeteried season four. Uh-huh. Like it came back, but it wasn't quite right. It wasn't quite right. <laughs> but this one looks like it's, this one looks like it's right. Yeah. Season five anyway. Yeah. It looks like it. All right. So, um, I've been doing a lot of talking. So Cody, why don't you tell me about the Neo Geo mini? Okay. That in the, the newest hot trend of making old game consoles, but smaller. SNK is coming out with a tiny Neo Geo cabinet, uh, which is the arcade. Neo Geo is an arcade machine that you could switch out games on really easily, kind of like a home console, but mm-hmm. arcade. So it made it cheaper for arcade manufacturers to have different games. And also there was a home version of the Neo Geo as a game console, but the game still cost $400. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, they're, they're combining 40 Neo Geo games into one little cute arcade cabinet that you're going to be able to buy uh it's the snes mini of Mm -hmm. neo geo uh it looks cool a lot of neo geo games are fantastic so it'll be loaded with a lot of great games i'm curious to see how many fighting games are going to be on it there's because there's got to be like some uh art of fighting some uh garo mark of the wolves some king uh, of fighters king of fighters how yeah. many years of king of fighters is this thing gonna yeah. have how many uh, samurai showdowns they're gonna put on there you really only need two yeah you yeah it's true <laughs> samurai showdown two not two samurai yeah, showdown yeah you games. just need samurai showdown two <laughs> yeah you really only need the one with cham cham well i uh, agreed <laughs> <laughs> but no it's uh i'm i'm interested in it uh, it's probably going to be pretty expensive yeah if past neo geo consoles are any indication yeah it's gonna be expensive but if it's not, I definitely buy one. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's pretty cool. It's got a little built-in screen and everything, and it also does HDMI out. To your I was going to ask you about that because I saw that it was, you know, portable. But yeah, okay, if it does the HDMI out, that's excellent. It kind of stinks that there's only one joystick on the little cabinet. It kind of defeats the purpose of having like fighting games and yeah. stuff if you're going to only play, be able to play one. But you're going to be able to plug controllers into oh, it. Oh, really? Also, so. Okay, that's cool. Well, cool. That's that's excellent. Um. It's it's cool to get all these mini retro consoles, mm-hmm. especially because Nintendo's not doing virtual console on the Switch apparently. Yeah, yeah, let's roll right into that. Yeah. That's uh that's bad news. Yeah, Nintendo uh bad released <laughs> Yeah, Nintendo released their online plans, kind of like a preview of what they're doing come September for the Switch. Mm-hmm. You get cloud saves. Good. Um, it needed that from the start. Yeah. And that Cloud saves and something called NES Online Nintendo Switch or some really dumb name like yeah. that, where you get a selection of twenty NES games that you can that have online play. I mean, which is kind of neat. Yeah, but like 
NES games don't have the staying power of anything later than it. Yeah. <laughs> People aren't going to be chomping at the bit to pay, what is it, like three bucks a month? It's like three It's like three or four bucks a month or $20 for the year or 35 for a family plan that supports up to eight separate consoles and accounts. I thought it was seven. It's eight. It's eight? I, okay. I read it wrong. It's it's you and seven of your fr- closest like, pals. Closest, closest family. family. And I'm doing that with large, large air quotes. But nobody's going to be chomping at the bit to pay $3 to play Balloon Fight with their buddies. Yeah, but they will pay $3 a month to have cloud saves. So if their you know, file corrupts or yeah. their system bricks, they don't lose 200 hours of Breath of the Wild. <laughs> also so they can play Splatoon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because that's what yeah to play need. most online games on the Switch. Yeah, that's that's the other thing. Yeah, which I mean, it kind of stinks, but it's the same thing everybody else does, and mm-hmm. it's also a lot cheaper. So right, but I don't know. They should have had it at launch. Yeah, well, they should have had a lot of things <laughs> at launch that they True. didn't. We still don't have Netflix. Yeah, well, because it's a game console and not a yeah. entertainment. I mean, it's definitely not that's a the deal line, breaker, but. Yeah. But it's just weird that you think it'd be a give me with how popular the Switch is. Like, I wonder how much of it is Nintendo and how much of it is Netflix. Like, I don't know. I can't see Netflix not being interested in having their their service on as many consoles as possible. They put Netflix on the 3DS for crying out loud. <laughs> how did Hulu get on there and not Netflix? That's bizarre. Who knows? That is incredibly bizarre. <laughs> how did they run the Nintendo gauntlet and not Netflix? I, I it makes no know. sense. Yeah, not a clue. I, I, I mean, I wouldn't use Netflix on my Switch anyway. I wouldn't, but <laughs> the option should at least be there. Yeah. I want the option. Yeah. I'm not going to use it, but I should be able to if I want it. If I so cho- chose to, yeah. But I would I absolutely would not use it. Yeah. But you know what? I'm still going to pay for this Nintendo online thing um, just for the cloud saves. I probably won't use the... the um, NES stuff, unless they put some really sweet stuff on there. Oh, I'll definitely use the NES stuff. I mean, I you have a problem. I just trashed <laughs> on it, but like, I do like I'll play those games. Well, that's but that's Nintendo though. It's like you know what they don't do it right. They're you know everything's <laughs> but you're gonna do it anyway because yeah. it's Nintendo. And who knows if they don't add things other than NES over time? Eventually, they Lord will. hopes I hope they so. do. Yeah, yeah. I wish it was Super Nintendo. That's that's what I've learned from having both the NES Mini and the SNES Mini is that the Super Nintendo is actually leaps and bounds better oh, it's so much, than yeah. the NES. Oh, yeah. The NES used to be my favorite game console, but after I sat down with both of those like almost back-to-back, I'm like, oh, my God, these games are so much better. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, hey, let's go ahead and take a break here, and when we come back, we're going to talk about Avengers Infinity War and all its spoilery goodness. So uh, stick around.
Rhythm, grace, and heaven now for one man. That was The Rubber Band Man by The Spinners. I guess that's the song that the Guardians were listening to when they showed up in the movie according to some questionable-looking website I found. Excellent. All right. And, <laughs> and it sounds right. And the movie you're talking about is Love Finds You in Sugar Creek, right? The, yes. The Amish uh, romantic comedy movie that we talked about off mic for longer than we probably should have. <laughs> No, I'm joking. That was uh, from uh, Avengers. Yeah, yeah, when the Guardians of the Galaxy showed up in Sugar Creek, Ohio. <laughs> yeah. To, to help... Um, Chop wood slowly. Yeah. And help a, a <laughs> cop fall in love with an Amish man. Yeah, or, or something. Something. Something like that. I don't know. No, we're talking about... I'd watch that movie if the Guardians of the Galaxy were in it. Yeah, I agree. You know what? Yeah, Peter Quill and a bunch of Amish people... <laughs> Have Drax try to try to interact with with the Amish? I feel like oh they my would God. get along. Actually, they probably would. Actually, they're, yeah, <laughs> you're you're right. They're, they're both kind. Of, I mean, he's kind of a plain dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> except for all the you know weird muscles and tattoos yeah. and stuff. <laughs> weird muscles. Yeah, that dude's weird looking. <laughs> he is. David Bautista is a very weird looking man. <laughs> Anyway, we're talking about Avengers Infinity War, the newest Marvel <laughs> Now we'll studios. never get David Batista on the show. Oh, well, darn. he said he was weird looking. Well, he is. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, let's talk about this movie a little bit. Do, what do we want to do? Talk, do some uh, non-spoilery talk for a few minutes and then like get into the nitty gritty. So oh, we could 
like go right into the nitty gritty. We've already pre warned everyone. That's true. We have done that. So <laughs> we've already okay. scared everyone away. Yeah. So we're gonna get into. We're gonna talk about this stuff, guys. So let's 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 talk about it. It was a really good uh, movie. It was really really good movie. Not not flawless, but not flawless. I think it was the best movie they could have made. They did really. An, they did an excellent job splitting up the cast and telling multiple smaller stories because I don't think there is a way that they could have made everyone from a decade's worth of films work in one place at one time on the screen. I think splitting it up was the best way they could have done yeah. it. And, um, and they nailed it. Like they did. that many, it's really impressive that many characters yeah. and it was that good of a movie. Yeah. They yeah. They balanced it pretty well yeah. that way. Mm-hmm. I think. I read the other day that Ant-Man was supposed to be in the original Avengers movie, but Joss Whedon cut him because there was quote, too many characters. Oh, really? <laughs> and then the Russo brothers come in and be like, too many characters, huh? Here's like 20 of them. <laughs> yeah. Just but we did go. still cut Ant-Man. Yeah, Aww. he did still get cut. <laughs> or I'm... did he? He could just be real small. That's true. Uh, very, po- very good point. <laughs> could have been there the whole time. Yep. Very good point. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. Um, so do we want to take it like chunk by chunk, like the main story, like which what each character is like sure. the main thrusts or whatever? So a lot of it takes place in space with uh, uh, Iron Man, uh, Doctor Strange, and Spider-Man. And uh, I actually think that was the most... And turns out the Guardians end up in that section as well. That was a pretty enjoyable section of the film. It seemed to be the most, like, up until the very, very end, the most that, directly related to the Thanos yeah, That was uh, the center. Story. That it, was the heart was. of the movie for the longest time. Yeah. And I liked I liked the uh, character interactions between uh, Iron Man and and um, Doctor Strange. Strange. Yeah, they were really good. It's you know you have a, a film where uh, it's it would be very easy for the writers to go okay everyone's superheroes they're all gonna be buddies and pals and get along and stuff and like those two characters didn't like each other because they're the same. They're the same. Yeah, exactly. They're the <laughs> same personality. A, not, I'm not saying in a bad way. It's, it's funny that they don't get along because they're so similar. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're just exchange magic for science and it's the same yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, Tom Holland did an excellent job playing off between the two of them. I think Spider-Man, he's always such a, friggin delight he oh, is I love him. yeah just anything that comes out of his mouth was like funny or fun well or almost great. everything that well, came yeah. out of his mouth yeah was fun and funny and great we'll get to that i think the addition of the partial guardians team at that point was very good as well i kind of like how uh peter quill was written to be just just the dumbest boy he really ruined everything he really did but you know they set that up. I I saw a lot of early reports of like they almost stopped. Th- well, we're talking about spoilers. They almost stopped Thanos like three quarters of the way into the movie. Like they're this close to doing it, and Peter like flies off the handle and starts wailing on Thanos, which kind of ruins the whole the whole thing. And I saw a lot of reports early saying you know that's really out of character. They really screwed over the character of Star Lord. But think about uh, Guardians of the Galaxy two. They set up subtly quills short fuse think about when uh ego um russell crowe says like hey i feel bad that i you know i had to kill your mom he does not take a you second kurt, you mean kurt russell i mean kurt russell sorry 
Sorry, yeah, no. Russell Crowe would be different. That would be a very <laughs> different film. No, Kurt Russell says, hey, you know, I had to kill your mom. And without hesitation, without a second of thought, he just starts blasting him. It, show, it showed that Star-Lord has a really impulsive, really bad temper that pops up every once in a while. Especially when it comes to the ladies in his life. It's, yes, that's <laughs> a very sore point for him. Yeah, so they, it, they set that up, and it was good. Yeah, it, it made sense, but it also did kind of suck, especially yeah. if you like Star-Lord, and it's like, oh, man, now he's he's being a real butthole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's really yeah. wanging it up for everybody. <laughs> um, you disappointed me, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that whole, that whole um, uh, fight sequence on Titan was um, excellent. I love them trying to pull the Infinity Gauntlet off of mm-hmm. Thanos. Yeah, that was that was really, really, really good. Speaking of of Thanos, I think Josh Brolin did an excellent job. Yeah, the movie was more about him than it was. Oh, yeah, it's like he was the protagonist. Like the villain in this movie was framed like the protagonist. Yeah, and which is a very interesting way to do it. And and it worked. (laughs) It really worked. But he portrayed he the character very well. They gave him a tweaked enough backstory to make him almost sympathetic, but also like, no, he's just crazy because there's been a lot of talk online about, you know, if he wanted to save the universe instead of, well, what he wants to do is wipe out half, like 50% of the universe's population using the infinity gauntlet to help, um, manage resources basically. Uh, so that the other half can survive and not deplete the universe's resources. Uh, the idea, the plot hole was like, people have been saying, why didn't he just create more resources for everyone? Which that's, but, that's dumb. From his point of view, More that's just going to make more people. Yeah. Like, I mean, you could say that either way, but from Thanos' specific point of view, mm-hmm. that's just going to be more people. Yeah, and you know, that's the, the whole point of him being... Uh, calling himself the Mad Titan, like no, he he saw the destruction on his planet. He had he came up with the fifty percent kind of idea, and no one listened to him. And his planet, like his race, died. And he went, "Well, this is still a good option, and I'm going to do it on a grand scale." And at that point, you go, "Yeah, he's a crazy man." Yeah. And so all these articles about you know Thanos actually had the right idea. No, he didn't. Yeah. No. No, he didn't. I, I don't think this is a plot hole. I don't think it is either. Say it's not. The, the the point was he was so narrow mind. He was so focused on his one idea. Like he was laser focused on his goal where he wouldn't even consider any other alternatives of which there were pl- probably a million there was different ones. In- infinite. Amount. He, he had the power to do anything, yeah. anything. And he chooses to go in his one very specific, very narrow, you know, because he was dr- he was blinded, essentially. And I've always said that the best villains are the ones that think they are the heroes of their own story. That's why Magneto in the X-Men movies are is so compelling, because he, from his point of view, he's right. And Thanos, even by the last frame of the movie, where he is, like, on, like... He's, like, at some sort of sandals destination. Yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I think what it was is he's at Gamora's planet, I think, is what is what the thing is. And he smiles and breathes a sigh of relief because he's done his job. And because, according to him, he was the hero of his story and he completed his goal. And he 
can now relax. Yes, this is a superhero movie where 50% of the universe's population dies. Yeah, spoiler. Yeah, no, the heroes the heroes don't win this one. No. This is, I've, I've heard it compared to Empire Strikes Back. I think that's kind of a, kind of a simplistic way of describing it because... It's apples and oranges. I mean, the yeah. heroes lose. Just because the heroes lose doesn't mean it's empire. Exact, exactly. But like, yeah, the heroes don't win. But uh, okay, so so we've talked about the the space stuff with Iron Man and Spider Man and and Doctor Strange. Uh, there is another section of space stuff which I actually really enjoyed quite a bit, which my, is almost like a yeah. My favorite part of the movie was mm-hmm. probably yeah Thor and the Guardians. Yeah, yeah, uh, with Groot and. Uh, Rocket. I yeah. never thought that those characters would interact well together, but they really, really did. Thor worked well with the Guardians in general. Yeah, I there hope was, like the next. Well, we don't know what's going to happen with the characters, really but the next Guardians movie should just have Thor in it. Yeah, because it <laughs> worked so well. They should just combine those franchises because Thor's mm-hmm. pretty much a space guy at this point anyway. Uh, yeah, for the most part. <laughs> oh, surprise! Peter Dinklage is in this movie. And he's a very big guy. He's a very large Peter Dinklage. He's a large dwarf. I did not know he was in this film. There were two huge surprises yeah. in this film. And Peter Dinklage being a dwarf that helps Thor uh, forge a new hammer was one of them. And that whole sequence was very cool. Oh, yeah, like Super good. Yeah. Yeah. Might be my fit. Him and Rocket and Groot up there on that that space station trying to get it started and forge the forge Stormbreaker mm-hmm. might have been my favorite bit in the movie. It was yeah, that was a really, really good sequence. But just the the interplay between um even when they had uh, a Star Lord again talking with Thor and he's like sucking in his gut and is all of a sudden putting on kind of a deeper yeah. kind of voice. Are you making your voice deeper? No. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that was that was really good. The other portion of the film, which I think was still very good, but may have been the weakest for me, it's actually the Captain America stuff. His beard, though, is very good. His beard is on point. I wish I had a beard like yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I wish yeah. my beard looked like his beard. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, I have beard envy. <laughs> I I mean, I think because this is such a galactic, grand scale kind of film, having the Cap stuff being as grounded as it, in reality as it was kind of left it a seemingly a little lackluster now the, yeah. the the last battle fight the battle scene battle in, fight the last the battle, battle fight, fight <laughs> yeah and uh, and uh in wakanda um was excellent yeah very good yeah and i was strangely compelled by the vision and scarlet witch stuff it was, i liked that a lot it actually made me start caring about at least the scarlet witch yeah i it made the care the the uh, romantic relationship between the two of them incredibly believable, way more so than the any Black of, Widow any of and the other Hulk yeah. stuff or any of the other stuff. I love how they just kind of swept Black Widow and the Hulk under the rug. Yeah, he was just like, "Hi, Nat." Yeah, and she's like, "Uh, hey, hey," and then that's it. And that's yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you guys notice that the trailers for this movie lied super hard? No. Yeah. So in the they all the trailers they would have like cuts of like the battle sequence from you know the heroes on one side with the Wakandan warriors and like those weird space dog monsters from Thanos's planet uh, on the other side and in those shots in the trailer Hulk's there. Guess who's not there in the movie? Huh. 
It's not the Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the CG on Bruce Banner in that Hulkbuster oh was horrible. Not great. It was awful. Yeah. In it's a movie. It's like Mike Ruffalo just sitting there like a prairie dog looking around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he does have that prairie dog look to him. <laughs> But, uh, but I did enjoy seeing him, like, trying to argue with the Hulk to get the Hulk to yeah, that come was out. Good and Hulk is, like, terrified. Yeah. He's, like, scared that because... No! Yeah, because that that's the thing, you know, people... A lot of people were, ask, were talking before the movie came out, like, well, what's going to happen when you have the big green guy punch the big purple guy? And they do it within the first 10 minutes of the film. And the answer is the purple guy wins and the Hulk <laughs> gets scared and and refuses to transform for the rest of the movie. And that's great. That's great. It shows yeah. that they have separate personalities now. They're not just angry banner and, and calm banner. And it's like two Hulk, different people. The Hulk is like a four year old at this point. Yeah. So it it totally makes sense that the Hulk is scared because up until this point, he's been the strongest thing he knows. And now he gets beat. So he's like, I don't know. No, <laughs> yeah, no. I'm good. Yeah. Hulk's good in here. Yeah. Uh, yeah but uh, but no, the final battle scene was really, really good. But there is a scene where yes. it's a bunch of them standing around. Mm-hmm. And you can see the Hulkbuster and Bruce in it in the back. Yeah. And it looked so bad, it ruined the whole scene for me. Really? Like, you'll ha- when you I'll, watch I'll it again, back and watch look it. out for it. Because it looks like there's, like, maybe some sort of cardboard cut out, like, moving around. <laughs> it's so bad. Well, you know what? It's weird that the, the last couple of uh, Marvel movies have had, like, one scene like that. I'm thinking back to uh, Black Panther, where they were, like, on the waterfall during like the the first fight like you know for the fight for like the crown or whatever and they pan up the waterfall and they have all like the uh the uh um upper echelon of like uh villagers up there dancing around and stuff and it just looks like a bunch of poser characters <laughs> with like no modeling or like no um um gradients or anything on them just kind of weird models shaking you around just expect him to snap into a t-pose and, at the end yeah and clip through the ground <laughs> right <laughs> Yeah, it's it's so weird that they were like they spend so much money and like most of the CG in the movie looks great. Yeah, it was all great except for that particular except for that moment. one that one shot. <laughs> yeah, I it's it's weird. What did you guys think of uh, Thanos's um, like his posse? I wish they would tell you what their names were. The only name that I could pull out of it was like Obsidian Maw or or like something like that. I'm probably getting that one mixed up. They they did not develop them very well, but they honestly didn't have time. They didn't and yeah. you know they didn't need to. Yeah, I mean they these guys are bad and the Avengers got to fight them is all you really needed to know. Yeah, the uh the telekinetic one reminded me a cr- like a cross of Squidward and Pearl from Steven Universe <laughs> but for Thanos. <laughs> Like, yeah. <laughs> like super devoted, but also kind of like snobby and also looked kind of like Squidward. <laughs> that line, that Tony Stark line calling him Squidward was hilarious. That was, I guess, yeah, I guess that's where I'm getting the Squidward yeah. thing. But that was really good. Uh, pro- the the elf lady was cool. I think that's Proxima Midnight. Yeah. I think that's what her name is. Oh, man, that shot of Nebula. Like, Being like dissected, totally dissected. Where they start, where it's like you're looking at her head on, and it just looks like she's like str- like being telekinetically like held up, and then they pan to the side, and like she's completely disassembled. That was a cool. That shot. That was a cool shot. That was a very cool shot. 
I am so surprised that Nebula made it out of this movie alive. I thought She's there was one of the no few. way. Well, they got to get Tony back to Earth somehow. Yeah. And she can fly a spaceship. <laughs> okay, so we, we talked about the one um, surprise cameo with Peter Dinklage. Red, Red Skull. Red Skull's in this movie. I Red thought Skull. that was really cool. It was really cool. Now, it wasn't uh, Hugo Weaving. It was some other guy that they found because Hugo Weaving, he, he couldn't care less about being here. But I, I remember um, the first Captain America movie uh, coming out and saying, Red Skull didn't die at the end of that. He just got shot into space. He's going to pop up somewhere. And that was about, what, eight years ago? Yeah. And I totally forgot that Red Skull has been in space for that long. It was the best way they could possibly use them, I think. It was I think a really so, too. smart move. Mm-hmm. It really, really was. I think they did an excellent job with that. Okay, so let's talk about some of the negative points of this film, maybe. Uh, which... Is going to go right into like the ending of the film, yeah. I think, because they go kind of hand in hand a little bit. My my number one nitpick mm-hmm. is they kind of took the wind out of the sails of the whole movie by having Doctor Strange see the yes. solution and telling you that he knows. He knows and just trust everything because it's going to work out. Yeah. So it makes the whole like second movie about like, hey, Tony was spared in this one so that because he knows he comes up with a way to, or is integral in the plot to bring everyone back. Essentially. It it kind of takes the threat down considerably. It does. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So we've avoided the ending as long as we can. So like we said, half of the universe's population gets completely wiped out, turns into a a cloud of like uh, triangle dust and flutters away. Kind of at the end of this film and that includes half of the avengers and half of the characters in this film <laughs> and all the guardians except for rocket uh, yeah that <laughs> that sucked i was really surprised that they decided bucky would disappear and not cap i really thought cap was going to be the one to fade and have bucky have to take up the shield i am a little concerned with how many uh middle-aged white dudes of the remaining cast are around because think of yeah. how many female characters were faded or otherwise killed off in this film, including Gamora who was killed off in a way that seems a little more permanent. Yeah. Although she could come back. Uh, she was as like, she was kind of a sacrifice to get the soul. Yeah. Gem. Thanos had to kill her because she was the only thing that he loved. He, he loved like a daughter. But yeah. And to get the soul stone. Yeah. And the, the prevailing theory is that she is actually inside the soul stone and when they're going to do something and she'll come back. Well, they have a glove that has the power over time and matter and everything else in the universe. Anything could happen. The reality stone is a little OP. A little bit. (laughs) That one shot where he disassembles um, Drax Drax and Mantis Mantis in the collectors in, uh, in um, elsewhere or nowhere, nowhere, nowhere. Uh, That kind of, creeped me yeah i thought they were dead i'm like oh they're dead yeah (laughs) but but like when they unraveled mantis and she still blinked as the ribbon that was like that was wild but yeah i'm a little concerned with also she is a delight in this film also she didn't have a whole lot of stuff but when she did it was very very memorable uh she and drax together are like a really good pairing but yeah i mean i'm a little concerned about the number of female characters that were killed off 
I'm very concerned about the number of uh, minority characters that were killed off. Like I forget. No, Black Panther didn't make it. Black Panther didn't make it. Okoye did. I'm assuming Shuri is okay. Um, maybe. <laughs> I mean, they I've, didn't feel the need to show us, but yeah. I have a feeling that there is a version of the Avengers 4 script where Shuri didn't make it, but because of the popularity of Black Panther, perhaps she did. Uh, I mean, like, both of Captain America's buddies are gone. Did Black Widow... Black Widow's okay, Black right? Widow's okay, yeah. Scarlet Witch is gone. Well, just when she started getting cool. She, yeah. Which is a real shame. Yeah. Like, so, I've always been like, she seems cool but you're not giving me anything to work with here. Right. And they finally do in this movie, mm-hmm. and then she's gone. Yeah. I, I, the characters that they left around, it's an odd choice, I think. There are a couple of different choices I would have made in that particular case. I can tell you right now what the after credits for Ant-Man is. Oh, yeah. One of the two of them is going to disappear. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, without a doubt. Uh, and... By the track record, it's probably going to be the Wasp. Yeah. <laughs> I hope not. I Same. Although I really don't want either one of them to disappear, especially since Ant-Man wasn't in this movie. Yeah. I really felt that. I really felt the absence of Paul Rudd. Like, I, I, was I did ex- too. I was excited to see him goofing around with everybody else like he does. And this is going to sound really weird, and you guys are both going to immediately tell me that I'm wrong on this. Are you going to say you miss Hawkeye? He's been around for every Avengers film. Even if he wasn't part of the fight, even if he wasn't anywhere, they could have done something other than one throwaway line. Yeah. I think. I mean, you're not wrong, but I still don't like Hawkeye. Oh, I don't like Hawkeye either. I don't like him. I, well, Hawkeye's fine. I don't like the actor. Yeah. That's the biggest problem. I don't like... Um, I don't even really like the character, honestly. <laughs> uh, He's been written really well, especially Matt Fraction's run. He's been written like... He's basically like... um, Not Magnum P.I., but the other one... um, Columbo. <laughs> kind of, actually. But he's he's been written... He can be written really well as kind of like the uh, down-on-his-luck kind of... Um, but... Uh, yeah, I wish they would have done a little more than like, oh, he's with his family. Yeah. Like the events of uh, Civil War, like kind of, or um, Age of Ultron kind of freaked him out and he decided to just go back to the farm, which is why he'll end up in the next one because probably Linda <laughs> Carnavale is Yeah, his gonna family's going to disappear. Yeah. I'm interested in Avengers 4. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. Uh, okay, so Tom Holland, for the second film in a row where he was a major character, reminds us that he, Spider-Man is a child. Like, that is like his greatest superpower. Like, yeah. in both movies, he gets into a situation where he is like either dead or thinks he's dying and for a fr- split second freaks out because he is a kid. He is a high school kid. That scene with Spider-Man oh, disappearing my God. hurt so bad oh, that was so it hit bad. me so hard yeah yeah <laughs> i mean i don't know why the universe decided that and he needed spider-man needed to like take five minutes to to fade out while everyone else just kind of poofed but like it's because of the spider sense oh that's he, oh you know he what you he knew something was gonna happen you know what you're right you're absolutely he knew I something hadn't bad about was that. gonna happen i hadn't thought about that that's really smart that's really good I saw a think piece where they said he knew he was going to die. I don't think he knew he I was going to die. But he it's knew a, something he was up. Yeah. Future. Yeah. It's not. He doesn't have future sight. It's spider sense. Yeah. He knew something bad was about to happen. That's and that makes a lot of sense now that. Yeah. Yeah. 
again, I can't wait to see Avengers 4. I can't wait to see how it wraps oh, yeah. up. And I can't wait to see what uh, Marvel's going to do beyond this. Because, like, not to get meta with it, but, like, a lot of the um, actors, a lot of the original Avengers actors, their contract's up at the end of 4. Yeah. And, and they've written this ending in such a way that they have carte blanche to change and redo whatever redo, they want yeah whatever they want i mean it would be super easy to write captain america out by saying hey the, because of the time stone when they rewrite reality he didn't get frozen in ice he lived to old age in the in the modern day and he got, he he got, got married to peggy he got his happy ending and then they could have a kid and then that's captain america in this e- universe exactly yeah they could they could say at the end of avengers 4 that hey rick could put things as close as we can get them but it's not going to be 100% like you think it is. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of It's going like to be like uh, Days of Future Past. How yeah. They rewrote the whole X-Men timeline. That's that's really that's really uh, um, a and good And that was comparison. a good movie. I was too. Yeah, it was. It's it was. a shame the next one apparently wasn't as good. Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Yeah, Apocalypse wasn't great, but it is being tied into the next one, which is the Dark Phoenix. Which that has looks, to be good. If they mess that up. People be super ticked oh. if they mess that up. Well, they messed it up once. They can't That's do it true. again. <laughs> they can't do it again. Okay, so what about that after credit sequence? Yay! <laughs> it, they uh, tease Captain Marvel real hard, super hard, and Samuel L. Jackson almost says the MF word yeah. in a Disney film. <laughs> That's happy for it. I'm yeah. good with that. It, and I like that they tie up where um, Colby Smulders and Sam Jackson. Um, are what happened to them because they also have been pretty integral to a lot of yeah the Avengers films. I kind of wish they would have left one of them, but they're both gone. <laughs> yeah, they're both gone. For the first time in years, I can say that I'm half interested in checking out Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, yeah, because they lost uh, some characters there. They had to have. A lot of these things were... Uh, or the, this, the TV series Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., has not really been tied into the um, movies all that closely for a long time. Because the movies don't give a crap about they the TV show at all. They don't care. But they try. The TV show tries to play nice with the movies, but the movies doesn't. They don't even give it a second thought. That's why Coulson's not back in the movies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's face it. Martin Freeman's character was fine in Black Panther, but it would have been Coulson if they had the option. I mean, if he had to be there, I did not care about that character for two seconds. Oh, you, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But if he had to be there, and yeah. they had the option to have to get oh, Coulson, Phil Coulson would have been a lot better. It yeah. would have been Phil Coulson. Yeah, I would have cared if it was yeah. Coulson. But like, I'm like, why are you here? Why is there this lame white guy? <laughs> yeah. Do you think that uh, Infinity War would have had more sequences in Wakanda if they would have started filming that after the success of? Black Panther. Probably. Because those were being filmed concurrently there at was one point. Plen- there was plenty of Wakanda, though. There was plenty, but I think they would have given more character bits, probably with Shuri. They probably would have given more character bits with Okoye. Well, and Takala. And and, and um, the um, Ape Mountain guy. Oh, um- Umbaku. Umbaku. They would have given more with Umbaku. Yeah. For sure. There really wasn't a whole lot of actual Black Panther himself in the movie. Very really. little. Really? Very little. It kind of sucks now that I think about it. Yeah. <laughs> he just had his own movie. Yeah, that's true. We just got out of that true. movie. Like, yeah, good point. Not uh, be that guy. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah, super, super glad that uh, it turned out really well. I mean, 
as well as it possibly could have. Yeah, like, they did the best they could. With, sure, with I have what complaints, but mm-hmm. not very many. It doesn't wreck the film. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Not even close to it. Um, and it's like it's such a good payoff for eighteen different movies that you watched in beforehand yeah like it all it seriously did they fulfilled the promise of the cinematic universe yeah in one movie they're doing it yeah they're doing the dang thing it's great it all happened and it worked yeah and unlike the ultron movie i want to see what happens next yeah i am on the edge of my seat at the end of ultron i was like okay and that was an avengers movie yeah let's do the next let's there's going to be more but this one i am like i want Avengers 4 now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm super stoked. I want to know what happens. Yeah. Ultron might be my like least favorite Marvel movie, honestly. Yeah. It's between that one and Iron Man 2 for me, <laughs> it, honestly. It, it's made me almost completely write Joss Whedon off at this point. Yeah. I mean, on top of all the, all the other questionable stuff that allegations. You want to that, write him off. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you, you, you really uh, wanged that one, Joss. Yeah. So so what do we have to look forward to? We have um Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel and we have uh, Ant-Man. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. Well, Ant-Man and the Wasp, I'm it's going to be fun, but that one's not really going to have anything to do with the Avengers yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like I said it'll be a it'll be an after credits for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh Captain Marvel, I'm super super stoked yeah. for. Yeah. They they were really setting her up very nicely. Yeah. With that I can't remember his name. Nick Fury dropping that mm-hmm. pager. The pager. <laughs> yeah. Very 90s pager mm-hmm. that shows the Captain Marvel logo at the very end of the movie. Yeah. And the other thing I've seen online was like, where's Captain Marvel been in all of this? Why wasn't she around during Avengers 1 if, if Nick Fury had like a magic pager to call like basically Superman to come in? <laughs> Superman with laser beams. Yeah. It's like, you're about to find out. Yeah. I'm sure there's I'm a reason. I'm sure there's a reason. Well, the, in one of the Guardians movies, there was an offhand comment about a uh, peace treaty between the Krees and the Skrulls. And given that Captain Marvel, her power set comes from the Kree, and she's very heavily tied to the Kree alien race, I bet you we're going to see that yeah. in this film. Why? I bet she's going to be like right in the middle of some kind of crazy space war. Also, this is a deep pull. But do you think Adam Warlock is going to be in the next Avengers movie? No. Because they, they kind of teased him at the end. It was like Guardians. Guardians. They they could. They would have to explain a lot. But then again, they did They did explain a lot with Thanos. He was, he was turned from some uh, pruny-chinned purple guy to like a character that everyone recognizes now. Yeah. Which is weird because- Who's in Fortnite for- God's sake. Yeah. For some reason. Listen, if you would have told 12-year-old Sam that Thanos would be a household name <laughs> in my lifetime, I would have laughed in your face because he's such a weird, one, he's such a weird pole, and two, it's such a weird concept. Purple serrated chin man. Yeah. <laughs> so they could, they could put Adam Warlock in there, um, but who knows? They could do something completely different. They, they completely removed the uh, whole... Uh, Thanos being fascinated with the physical manifestation of death out of his backstory, which that's true, which that's too, it's too weird even for, for, for mainstream audiences. Well, that, and it just makes death like this fine, not, not finite thing, but like this physical thing that that's weird for a movie. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
like that's explaining too that's like weird mythology like mm-hmm. yeah it takes it a little too far i mean i i like it in the comics yeah I it like, works in comics it's okay but but for a mainstream audience i think yeah that would have been a little too far it's like hey death is a real uh uh physical thing yeah <laughs> death is a hot lady sometimes with a skull face <laughs> and this purple butt chinned alien has a thing for her deadpool 2 deadpool 2 <laughs> yeah so yeah so anyway we've talked this movie up way way more than we probably should Will have deadpool be in the next one <sighs> you know i i would love it if they somehow got the rights to some some X-Men characters or something as kind of a big holy crap moment because this movie had a couple yeah. of them. I, I want a big fight scene and the defenders are there. Yeah, that would be like, cool. Like they don't have to do a whole lot. Just look at the cam- punch a guy and then like and look, look at, the, at camera. the camera and wink. Yeah, hi, it's me, Jess- Jessica Jones. Or, this, or This is my pal Luke Cage. Have Luke pa- Cage punch a guy and say, this is for Iron Fist who got faded and will never come back ever again. <laughs> Never, ever, never, yeah. ever, never. Here's an alter- <laughs> the alternate reality that they have to create at the end will affect the Netflix canon. <laughs> yes, that's right. And they will be able to recast Iron Fist as somebody who doesn't suck. <laughs> and maybe yeah. an Asian dude. Yeah, maybe. Oh, uh, yeah. But yeah, like even if they got, I mean, I know Hugh Jackman's never said he's done being Wolverine. I know it. He and said, it's not going to happen. He said he would do an Avengers, though. Yeah. That was a long time ago. Yeah. But you know what? For one scene, yeah. have a pop his claws. Hey, bub. Hey, it's bub. me, Wolverine. I'm not dead, bub. <laughs> Snake. Yeah. Berserker rage. But I bet I bet you, if anything, this is how they, um, when they rewrite the universe, this is how they introduce mutants into yeah. the Marvel Universe. And it's good. Yeah. Get those X-Men in there, please. Do it. That's great. Although I'm kind, I would be kind of sad to see the current run of X Men movies go because I'm really looking forward to the new Mutants film because it is just going to be a straight up horror film where the teens that are being menaced just happen to have superpowers. <laughs> that does look like a good movie. It does. It really does. But w- once all these movies that are in production are gone, that's that's it. Yeah, Disney's going to take over at that yeah. point. and that's yeah, that's fine. Yeah, as long as we get X-Men in our Marvel Cinematic Universe, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'm good with it. All right, well, anyway, we have talked this up way, way, way longer than we should have, so let's go ahead and wrap things up here. You've been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. Hey, guys, I'm Josh, and you can find our stuff on social media under Nerd Overload Now. It's on Instagram and uh, Facebook, Twitter. Twitter and Nerd Twitch. Overload now, Twitch. Yeah. It's all there. It's all there. I'm Josh. I'm Josh. You like LARPing. Yeah. You can email us at staff at nerdoverload.com. <laughs> I really got you off guard there with that one. <laughs> <laughs> you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, Nerd Overload TV, please. Yes, please. Please and thank you. Um, and Send us some questions. Yeah, uh, absolutely. We'll answer them on the air. We did that last time. We did. It worked you, it, for the, somebody. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're not lying. We'll read them. Uh, anyway, you can also find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify. Hey, Spotify. Yeah. We're that's official. Easy, that's easy to use. It's a good thing. Use Spotify, guys. Uh, so do a search for Nerd Overload over there. And, tell your uh, friends. Yeah, tell your friends. Word of mouth is a great way to um, help us out. Help us out and uh, tell people about a great, new, awesome show that you listen to sometimes. 
Anyway, thanks again for tuning in, and we will be back next week. Peace out.